Can you guys hear me? Sam. I can't hear anyone. Sam. Hello. Woo. Oh, it's good to be back. We're going to get things back on track now. Don't get an inkling that this podcast is on the way out. No, this podcast is never going to die. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. Oh, Dan's made a fucking mockery of this once great podcast. But, um. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to legislate Dan's relationship. <laughs> Mine's recent. Dan, you know what to do. All right. Hello, welcome back to How Not To Be An Asshole episode, season five episode, not sure. Uh, just before we get into things, we have a patron you can sign up for. We're most grateful to our patrons. Um, they keep the lights on at Dan's Masturbatorium. Uh, other ways you can support the podcast is by bad-mouthing it to your friends, so at least they're aware of it, or... I don't know, designing your own merch and wearing it around your provincial town. Um, great episode. You're assuming all of our listeners are provincial. We've got no inner city, inner city listeners. I think like the majority of our listeners are actually from Auckland. So oh, yeah. um, I like to pretend because we're all provincialites. Um, yeah. And this is the provincialite episode because we got no Dom. Who, he, might, he might join us later after he's done some fucking emails. Ruin it with his big city slick style. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to miss out on a great episode. Everyone's really happy this week because um, good news for renters and um, and people hoping to one day uh, do the unattainable and own a house. Oh, wait. I, I feel like I'm, so, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know, maybe I've just been doom scrolling on Twitter too much this week, but it just kind of like feels like we're poised for class warfare even more than we normally are, you know? I had noticed this week, Sam, that more and more it seems like you might murder someone. Me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know that? I literally, like, 20 minutes ago when I was making food, I was talking to my playmate <laughs> about my, my week, and I was like, yeah, I could totally slit a throat right now. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I, feel, I feel really frustrated and... And annoyed. You seem like, quite outraged. Yeah, really. Yeah. Is that, am I giving off an aura of yeah. being outraged? Yes. Oh, Outrage vibes. No yeah, no, that's that is that is the fucking vibe. Honestly, I feel like I could burst into flame at any moment. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I guess um, I'm not feeling dissimilar either. Um, in case anyone's unaware, and probably for our international audience. Uh, Labour had a, another big announcement this week. <laughs> big and announcement. They don't, they, I don't even need to hear the details anymore because every big announcement is essentially nothing will fundamentally change and things will continue to get worse. Well, that's what's um, so funny because I feel like what Labour has done is so lukewarm, but obviously the response by, I guess, landlords has been so disproportionate. Mm, that's the well, thing. No, yeah, it's fucking the media. Like, they just give the platform to all the property investors and it's like, what actual percentage of the population are property investors? It's bullshit. Like, Yeah, exactly. As if they represent the majority. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if you did the census, uh, not by individual humans, but by uh, property, then the property investors would be the majority. True that. Did it? Who saw that stat? It was something like uh, investors and speculators own something like thirty percent of all the housing in the country. Maybe it was more. 
It was insane. Mm-hmm. Horrifying. Yeah. Fucking so horrifying. Um, and oh. in regards to that, I came across a sick article before on stuff uh, by some guy, Marcus Cicero. Uh, the, the headline to the article is, I'm a landlord and I'm tired of people blaming me for the housing crisis. I'll just read a little bit of this. As someone who owns an investment property, I'm tired of being blamed for the housing crisis in New Zealand. This week after the government released its changes to slow the property market, an online publication quoted a 23-year-old complaining that they had already given up on ever owning a home in New Zealand due to the high house prices. The only way they knew people of their age could afford a home is if their parents were able to help them. You know what? If you're in your 20s expecting to own a home, you need to adjust your expectations. (laughs) True. Yeah, I I won't continue reading because it's just drivel. Was there a photo with that guy? What does he look like? I feel like last week we were discussing, you know, what some of the incentives might be for people to become property investors and being an objective nine is not one of them. So I'm assuming this guy is like <laughs> four um, on a sliding scale. There's there's no photo, unfortunately, but I uh, presume you're right. Let's make a reality TV show out of that. Like rate the property investor. <laughs> <laughs> what about just fucking hit, hit the property investor? Yeah. Okay. The bachelor landlord edition or some shit. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> But the, the bachelor, the bachelorette, the person whose attentions they're buying for is like a renter. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it'll work. I don't think it'll work. <laughs> not not bad idea. No, no, no. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Um, um, I'm actually having like a bit of uh, an issue with my landlord at the moment. She's being fucking crazy. She <laughs> <laughs> she like a couple of years ago. I can't remember if I told you guys this or not. But in uh, 2019, her builders went up to put insulation in, and then they knocked the spouting out and flooded a room. It was like not fit, like to have a human in it, and it was empty for eleven weeks. And when I we told her, like all she did was send a man up with a dehumidifier who left it on for approximately two hours. <laughs> like, cool, thanks, babe. Oh my god, thank you so much. Um, you know, not to mention the fact that the guy who was living in that room at the time lost like all, all these like electronics, like his speakers and I think like a, a, a cordless phone charger or something. But now she's like kind of getting on my back to pay those arrears from when the the room was empty for 11 weeks. And I'm like, no, you, you're going to give us a retroactive rent break, you know, or at the very least a partial one. I mean, what? <laughs> what? You should try to argue it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, bitch. Like, <laughs> your builders, <laughs> your builders flooded the room. Like, yeah, like it was literally like uninhabitable. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you did it. You fucking did it. Also, like, we paid full rent all through lockdown, you know, like. Oh, it's so <sighs> fucked. I don't yeah. I like I lived in that flat with you, Sam, and mm. um, I know you're quite happy and comfortable there. At least I presume that. But mm. like, I don't know how that. Cause I met that woman as well, the landlord. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how she walks up that staircase and doesn't go, "Oh fuck, I'm an actual slumlord." Like <laughs> that. Yeah, st- yeah, yeah. That staircase is so depressing. It's got like a like a prison cage door at some point in the oh, staircase. Shucks. Which and is, it's not even like a proper wall or anything. It's like a, a gate, like that prison gate. And then there's like slats, like wooden slats. So <laughs> anyone could just like break through and, and, you know, steal shit. And they had about two years ago. You know, we got broken into because we don't have a fucking wall. And instead of a front door, we have this giant prison gate. And I asked her to like beef up security or to give us a proper door. Also, that door is not legal. It's not fire safe. You can't just have a deadlock 
on the mm. inside. Do you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you need to be able to open a door from the inside without a key in case there's a fire. Otherwise, like if this place goes up, which no doubt it will in the next 10 years, it's a goddamn powder keg. You know, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, where's my keys? Oh, dead. Because I can't find my fucking keys to get out of the house, you know? <laughs> but she she tried to tell me, she was like, oh, actually, um, that's not your front door. That's a common area. So she's not under no obligation to make it more safe or secure. I was like, oh, um, what? <laughs> well, it's like, I, I, I still can't get out of the house. So <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Not to go on about my like specific landlord scenario, but I just have this feeling like it's difficult for me to be impartial when discussing landlords because mine is such a hell beast, you know? Yeah, I think, they, are they I all think, like that? I think personal stories are good because they're kind of the anecdote to what's happening in the media, which is the personal stories of fucking spoilt little fucks who like got their first property at 20 and their second at 23. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess that was a really, going back to the policy announcement, the real disappointing thing was like, it was so hard to figure out who these changes were for because mm. they piss off property investors who are all threatening to take it out on renters. So it's for neither of those groups. There's nothing in there for renters. And then for it's, I guess it's supposed to be for, you know, first home buyers, but yeah. like, but the, the, the changes, the, what property investors or potential property investors are faced with is like, do I want to make free money or do I want to make slightly less free money or maybe just the same amount of free money? <laughs> like it's going to do nothing to curb speculation. Yeah. Um, prices are going to continue to increase. The, um, who's the who's the group that gives advice to the government on this shit? I uh, No. I don't know. But they said they wanted the bright line extended to saying like 30 years, not 10. Mm -hmm. um, that was their recommendation. And still, like, uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. It just makes no fucking sense. Well, and like not to mention just most people are not ever going to be in a position to be a first-home buyer. Like, huh. that's just the reality. Like, with the prices that houses are at at the moment, for most of people, that's just never going to be a reality in their life to have that much of a deposit or that good of a, you know, credit rating to get the loan in the first place. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, you're just, like, it's this weird, like, tiny how group of people. Get, how do you get credit rating? Like, isn't the only way you get credit rating to actually take out personal loans then pay them back? Or, like, have a credit card debt and then pay it back? Um, I don't know. I think it's, like, any sort of debt. Like, Ministry of Justice debt. That fuck my credit rating. <laughs> how, how weird is it to consider, like attaining a credit rating as a positive thing. I'm sure for most of us, <laughs> the idea of credit rating is like, ugh. Yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. even want to fucking know what mine yeah, is. Yeah, I don't want to know. Mine's <laughs> probably like negative 30, if that's a thing. I don't even know what the rating system is, so. Yeah. yeah I, saw, I saw someone saying the other day that even if house prices dec decrease tomorrow by 11%, which they're not going to, they're going to continue to increase. Uh, they would still be 20% higher than they were this time last year or something like that. Yeah, that's so fucked. Yeah, it. they probably so, went up 10 grand in the last five minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so it's great. Like, the other, just surely they don't actually believe in this policy. Is it, is I it, fucking hate, I know I talked about this last time, but I just hate 
how obsessed this country is with fucking houses. I swear to fucking God, it is so <laughs> fucking boring. And I, I was having this conversation with uh, one of my close friends last night and we were talking about how like all the, the wealth in this country is like, I guess if it's not farming, it's fucking housing. And it's actually been yeah. so culturally homogenizing that like people don't aspire to do or be anything else other than owning multiple fucking homes because it's the only conceivable way to get wealthy in this country. And, we're and it's about- a weird thing that's like, like particular to to New Zealand. Like I yeah. talk to people in like Scandinavian countries or in like Europe and like, that's not a thing. Like you don't buy property to be a fucking weird landlord that owns eight properties and make money off people. Like that's just not what happens. So it's, it's like- so it's weird like, and dumb. I'm like, cool. So New Zealand is like, literally, we all have massive drinking problems because we have this like, <laughs> you know, cult- cultural lack of general culture in this fuck all country. You know what I mean? <laughs> But, but then our aspirate, our national aspirations are to own fucking property and maybe host the America's Cup, or, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, just literally, I want to open my fucking throat with a piece of broken glass. Like, this country is so <laughs> fucked and boring Whoa. and fucked. Like, what what um what um international listeners might like to know too is that most of us probably developed uh, drinking problems in garages because <laughs> it's a national cause, sport because we yeah. don't. Because we don't um, have access to houses, uh, the, <laughs> no, the, um, or cottages. Yeah, the the, by, the byproduct of that fucking weird relationship with property is like in that article I just read. The statement from that guy, like, if you're in your early twenties and you want to own a house, you you're a virgin. To, you're a fucking virgin. That's you, honestly, if you're in your early twenties, like, I want to buy a house. It's like, okay, clearly you're a late bloomer. She's a late yeah. bloomer. But I mean, like, you know, like. What it's so perverted that the idea of wanting a house to call your own at any age is like stupid or mm-hmm. like I think you know that it's so twisted and yeah just it's but I also and, think we need to think and dream differently about about property as in like maybe not dreaming about it at all the way we've been reared to you know what I mean it's such a kiwi program like absolutely we need to change to be like move away from the idea that the aspiration is always to buy your own home like it should be like like, (laughs) if we made rental law like legislated it so that you could actually have like pay fair rent and have like a legit lease where you could do shit to the property and you're safe and secure and the landlord didn't have all of this awesome ideal scenario over you fuck like yeah i'd be happy to rent for fucking ever like i don't care about owning my own i'm into communal living i don't want a fucking backyard i don't give a shit i'm into living in the city i'm i'm into living in like dead spaces like a fucking dumpster edge you know what i mean like i do not care about owning property because at the end of the day what's gonna make me happy is not knowing that i own this house it's like what i'm actually doing in my life you know like oh i'm well, sorry i whatever if, if <laughs> whatever. you if you run next to if you run next election car you could um Try and implement one of your tweets during the week into policy <laughs> that the normalized one outs in your landlord. <laughs> yeah. Policy. Do Absolutely. Think, do you think that we could get that bill to pass? Yeah, I reckon. I feel like there'd be a lot of support. Yeah. Well, yeah. that speaking of one outs in landlords, did you see them like a bunch of them all suggesting that? Oh, we'll pick the coldest day of yes, the year. To kick everyone out. <laughs> to oh kick my everyone out. God. It's like so Dickensian. Fuck. Oh I, w- I want them to do that. I want them hmm. to do that because that will be the wake up moment. I'll be like, that's the real fuck around and find out moment. 
Yeah, for, fucking for A, like, do you really think that yous are the majority? Like, hold on, like, fuck yeah. When I saw that, those pages are cooked, those, like, property investor pages. Like, some of the shit that people fucking screenshot from in them actually, oh, mind-blowing. Just disgusting. Actually, it's boiling my blood right now, to be honest. Yeah. Fucking oh, vultures. Yeah, yeah absolute vultures. Um, we don't have any other way of measuring value in life apart from, like, how much money they can make off other people's backs. Like it's just mm. pure exploitation and it's instituted in this country. It's revolting. Do, do we, sick. is that enough for housing? We've done like a good 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done talking about housing. Yeah, yeah. it's depressing. But um, I, I had a cheerful thought. I was going to lead off with some other stuff on this, but I had a cheerful thought because before the housing thing happened, I was strewn all week about the America's Cup. Yeah. And then I yeah. was like, I had a thought. I was like, I could, I could get into the America's Cup if uh, they entered a team of Somali pirates <laughs> who, during oh race, who during races boarded other people's boats and just fucked them up. One ounce then. Like full, yeah. full murdery or pirate or simulation full, pirate? Like full, full murdery. Yeah, proper proper pirates. Like, Captain Phillips, like yeah, okay. yeah, like the ones that killed Peter Blake. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the way I got to this conclusion was um, I've more and more I've come to the conclusion that I don't like sports unless it's people hurting each other, mm-hmm. uh, and the purpose of the sport is to hurt each other. So that's the way I could get to get to be- becoming a participant in the America's Cup and getting into the. Is know, that why you like MMA or, or UFC or whatever? Yeah. I think it's oh, yeah. just I think it's just pure form of competition. But the shit that got me started on this was a tweet from Hillary Barry, who I what? thought yeah. you liked. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I thought I liked her in like a very vague way. Like I didn't have yeah. particular, particularly strong feelings to Hillary Barry, but I was like, Oh, she seems cool. And then she did this tweet during the week. Because obviously like the America's Cup upsets a lot of people and for good reason. But Hillary Barry reckons can't wait for the ratings to appear to silence the who cares about the America's Cup Brigade. And yeah, and it's like, what? I, yeah, I know she lives in TV land, but, like, who gives a fuck about TV ratings? Yeah. Nobody? And yeah. Then, and I mean, like, the, the big problem, I guess, for... I guess for myself and a lot of other people is just the the government's willingness to to put what is it 136 million dollars into the America's Cup mm. and then like a further million to celebrate with fucking Rod Stewart. Come on, man. yeah, what the fuck? Wait, what do you mean? Was Rod Stewart here? I, I don't know if they live streamed him or something. Yeah, what? Yeah, what was? I was like, I just saw the fucking article about it and I was like, what even is going on? But when fucking you want to raise benefits, oh, nah, well, that's going to take a while. It's too expensive. Yeah, we can't get it over the line or... and But, like, yeah. the, the New Zealand won the race and just immediately Jacinda was like, yeah, we're going to fund next time round. Just, mm. like, simple as that. And, I mean, you know, perhaps in the, the scale of, like, a government budget, $136 billion or whatever is is not that much but you know when poor people have cell phones everyone's like maybe you shouldn't have a cell phone and like mm, yeah. the go- like yeah <laughs> their america's cup budget is their cell phone and it's like 
if, yeah, you if, if you have a housing crisis, then you shouldn't have an America's <laughs> Cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Fucking exactly. It's so I hate annoying. all sports. They have like affluent cultures attached to them. Like I hate the disgusting like mega rich cultures around the America's Cup. I hate the rich people cultures around all that horsey bullshit. Like. Melbourne cap, dressage, blah, blah, blah. It just makes mm. me sick to my fucking stomach. Like, it's just an excuse for soulless, rich fucks who presumably are property investors <laughs> to, you know, to get on some yacht and snort away their septum. Like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Well, that... The, and then call Rob, it patriotism? Call, like, no, it's not patriotism. No. The, the million-dollar um, Rod Stewart party was also, I, I believe, where that video came from of that DJ. And, yeah. Some other people um uh, oh, those white a... girls pretending like they were flicking a tire around. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was horrifying as well. Yeah, um I was so in I was deep in Hillary Barry's mansions and some <laughs> some guy popped up and he was like, What about like the benefit to people's mental health from the from the America's Cup? And I was like, the America's Cup's making me crazy. It's turning me into a fucking, <laughs> it's turning me into a murderous lunatic. What, what boon to people's mental health? Was it specifically talking about the endorphin rush from when we win? Yeah, I well, think then like, it's like, again, what percentage of the fucking population oh, is that, G? I'm sorry, if you're waiting out for a crucial endorphin rush from the America's Cup win, you should just kill yourself now. Like, that is just fucking tragic. Well, no, <laughs> tragic, tragic. Jesus well, Christ. The, the thing is, I like, I know mental health isn't specific to particular communities but i do know from living in poor communities that people really really suffer and don't have access to the fucking help and resources for their mental health issues and it's like tell me who in those communities is fucking benefiting from the america's cut in a mental health way you're fucking kidding me my guy yeah so yeah i lost my job and my house is filled Filled with black mold, but oh, at least we won the race. At least we won yeah, the race. Oh, I feel great so now. Nick Hooper. Oh, ridiculous! <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Um. Do we? I think this might have happened already, but like, what? What are the identities of those people that are in that video that went viral? Are those like those little rich white kids partying on that boat after the America's Cup win and like? I don't know, by the time I saw them all tagged, that all deleted their social media accounts, accounts, so I couldn't stalk them. But, I mean, it's pretty, like, pretty easy to guess the sort of of people (laughs) they'll be. (laughs) Yeah. Just from that. Well, one one is definitely that DJ, what's his name, Netsky? Yeah. Who's who's that? I I, I think I'd seen the name before, and from what I gather, he's either been residing in Aotearoa or back and forth between there and wherever the fuck he came from. Um, it's just like a DJ, like a doof doof DJ. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. kind of like, I don't, I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but at the moment, but I feel like I'm sick of DJs being horrified. I'm just kind of like, you're not a musician. You're not no. a musician. So stop forcing us to acknowledge you as one. That's, that's not unpopular around these parts. Isn't it? Thank God. No, not with me. I feel like that's just like a, correct opinion is it not dan might take offense he's dan's dabbled in a bit of dj eh? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> you are a dj dan fuck off welcome dombey <laughs> what's up hey dom how was your administration 
Uh, I'm in the middle of it, but I thought I'd jump in, say hello. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you yeah, got more facial really... hair? You look completely different. Thank you. You look so... I, I need like to you shave have it. less head hair since I last saw you. Oh, yeah. oh there it is. I know, there it is. is. Looks so administrative today. <laughs> yeah, fucking e emailing the shit out of the internet. Just plowing Ooh, Dom, through them. Really shit. Your head. Chili got... I think it'll look really what? good. If, if you shaved your head, Dom, have you thought about it? Well, I'm going bald, so I think sooner or later it'll be on the cards. I think you'll look really good with a shaved head. Nice. Thank you, Sam. Nice, nice. Um, um, you missed all the good stuff. Oh, did I? Well, I'll tell you something good that happened. Was oh, that good? actually. Interesting. Oh, fuck. I thought you were actually going to tell us something good, which we kind of needed, but go ahead. <laughs> what, have you, have you run out of steam? You've only been oh, going for like 25 minutes. Well, we just did We just did the um, housing plan and we just did America's Cup, so. Oh, fuck the housing plan. Um, yeah. Was that the general consensus? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except Dan, eh? Dan's all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan, the homeowner. I guess as a homeowner, you are probably going to be affected like a living rental properties. Am I a landlord? Imagine we found out that there was Dan's been up to just fucking snapping up properties. All yeah, when place. he says he's at work, he's actually inspecting properties. There's yeah. like a slumlord over here. He fucking could have been. <laughs> With a big human trafficking on the side, eh, Dan? Look, he does. He looks a little bit stressed about us bringing this up. Yeah, <laughs> Where's Madeline McCann? Dan knows. <laughs> he won't anyway, even... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my story. What happened was I took the dog for a walk. Yeah. And he quite often gets shit on the fur around his ass. Oh, yeah, nice. No. So that was no I think surprise. it's called a dag, but... isn't it? Yeah, we call it a dag. Us provincial people will call that a dag. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway... Us city folk aren't used to this kind of carry on. And then, but somehow he managed to get shit on his chest fur. And I've never seen that before. Oh, Ooh. it's like Tuesday night at Burgo. Was it his own God. shit? So, what's that? Was it his own shit? Or was yeah. it like other dog shit? No, no, the dogs are shitting on him. <laughs> Give him a good do dogs do that? I know they, they sniff each other's butts, but do they like, pointedly shit on each other? Is that, they, is that they like a canine behavior? That's not really what I was imagining. I was like, more like he's like small. He might have walked through it, but oh, he's seeking you out can have species. your fantasy, Sam. No, no, no. He's not that kind of animal. Speaking of, um, oh, sorry, the story's still going. Speaking of feces. Well, then I had to take him home and wash him, but I got this fancy perfume now and he smells real good. Is know. it Aesop? Well, that's quite positive. No, it's like a dog perfume. Because I love those Aesop poo drops. Have you used those? <laughs> yeah. When you go over to like a rich white person's house and they always have them, I'm like, oh, bliss. I can take the biggest shit in this toilet and no one's going to know because they work like magic. You just pop yeah. like one of your drops in after you've taken a dump and it's like, it's like you've only gone number one. You can't smell anything. It's amazing. That, we definitely talk about shit a lot more on this show yeah. since you've joined Sam. I want to thank you. Um, You're Aesop, very welcome. You're Aesop, very welcome. Aesop definitely stole that idea from... Um, from friends of my um like my friends who had like real grumpy maori dads who were always at the house um who like <laughs> left it leave a box of matches in the toilet <laughs> yeah yeah like, hey boy light up you better light a match if you're doing a shit <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm not really like shit. better light a match if you're doing tickle I don't think that the match thing works. I think it just adds the smell of the sulfurous smell of a, a match that's just been struck to the shit smell. So you have like the sulfurous fecal smell, like literal hell, like literally smells like hell. I, I, well, I'm glad I joined into this. <laughs> you fucking this started journalism. You, you, I didn't start. You, I want to talk about my dog and a mysterious shit on the Yeah, you shit. started the scandalological 
stuff. That was all you, bro. Fuck, um, you were only too happy to run with it, Sam. Absolutely. You see the glee in your <laughs> absolutely. eyes? Absolutely. Yeah, there was yeah. a real smile. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since the pink eye incident. Patient. Oh, oh, yeah. My I, eye still isn't the same, man. It's still a little droopy. Oh, yeah, it is a bit. I went to like the doctor and he was just stroke. like, I don't know. Um, but, but if I if we could stay on topic of like um, soiling yourself, I I, <laughs> I had a blood test yesterday, and you soiled yourself. Nah, but I I fainted and like I came to. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy, man. It was like I had a, a million dreams in ten seconds that were so vivid, and I woke up and I was like, whoa! I was dreaming about buzzy shit, and then I was like, I've forgotten it all immediately, and then I was like, did I piss myself? Um, and did you piss yourself? Nah, fortunately not. But do you have? Do you not have your blood taken very often? It's like the second time I've ever had it done in my life that I did. You did you watch it. the blood going into the thing? Because I reckon that's what makes you faint. Nah, but I think the nurse wasn't experienced because after oh, the, it was the nurse's fault. Well, she. <laughs> Bro, she tried my she tried one arm first and was like tapping around on the veins for ages. I, I was fucking like, hate that. Yeah, I was because like, you probably got shit veins. Yeah, lucky. You got shit veins. Don't call him. And then she was like, that's what, that's what they say. Yeah, and then she, then she was like, I'm gonna do the other arm, and um, and then she was like in there, and she was like, I can't get it, and she couldn't <laughs> get. She, yeah, it was gross. What are you she, doing, Sam? She yeah. couldn't get. She, oh, that makes it. you sick. So you talk about her shitting everywhere, and it's fine. It's like <laughs> she couldn't get any blood that's out. That's natural. And so then, then so he's withdrawing blood. I fainted. Oh. No, that's not natural. Sorry, um, Todd fainted. Yeah, yeah. and then I, I went back, and she got another nurse, and the other nurse came in, didn't even fucking put a tourniquet on me, just grabbed the needle, and just goes jam. Yep, got it. And that was it. So, so you fainted just Mate, all that's, the stabbing. That's fucking nothing. I get, I get a blood test. Blood. Yeah, yeah. I get a blood. I get a blood test every month. And mm. some of the shit. Like one time they stuck it in, they missed the vein. It was just sticking into my arm, and my arm went black. Yeah, I I have to quite I... regularly as well because I'm on prep, and one of the conditions is that you have to have every couple of months you have to have a full sexual health checkup and a blood test taken. Maybe we can get blood tests together, Sam. I've, like I'm scheduled to get one tomorrow. Actually, I was meant to do it today, but um. I don't feel like walking down to the clinic, so not I'm going to go tomorrow. After my I have shit veins too, and they can never get blood out of them. And so once they had to like slice my thumb and then push blood out of it, it was the worst. Yeah, I hate that. I hate everything yeah. about that. Yeah, that's awful. Oh it's my God, terrible. That's so up. I was, it kind of ruins plans of like turning this into some sort of, you know, was, once the Patreon just becomes booming, I figured we could all move to Dom, Dom's property in the country <laughs> and just get on heroin and just podcast on heroin. Oh, all no, time. I'm, a, I'm an uppers girl. So I don't do can't. down it. Mm. Fuck, I'm man, like, you just haven't had any good heroin. You'd love it. I don't just know. Just lying there mumbling, mumbling on about shit. <laughs> incoherently. <laughs> no, I need to be up. I need to be up, up, up. Yeah. Up is up is up is. I feel like you don't need any help being up unless you are on uppers all the time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not a 50s housewife. I haven't been prescribed speed by my GP. Like, I'm not. I'm just on uppers. Fuck, I can't believe those housewives fucking whinging in the 50s. Eh? It's like, man, they free can speed. Yeah, speed shut up, on bitch. tap. <laughs> I mean, no rights to speak of, but free speed, awesome. <laughs> Bless. Dom, I what feel about... like we haven't seen you in ages. What else have you been up to? 
Um, I'm doing this new job. I got my play. I'm going to go to Wellington on Sunday to start rehearsing my play. Oh, that's, that's so exciting! Cool. All the, so if any, any of the twelve people that listen to this live in Wellington, you should come to my play. Bets <laughs> Theatre kicks off on the eighth of April to the seventeenth. All the posts you are posting from the play um, make me feel like it's going to be really good. Yeah, they're really depressing though. And the play's actually like ninety percent funny, oh. but um, I don't want to give the jokes away because you know, like like a beautiful bit of poetry works. You know, you can you can hear it again with, with the joke. Once you know the joke, then it's kind of yeah, right. Joke's done. <laughs> it don't work twice. Are you gonna do? Think. You're gonna do Auckland ones, eh? Yeah, June. Oh, yeah. June first, I think. I'll totally come along and to that. Unless Wellington's a total disaster, and then we just won't speak about it again. <laughs> Remember when you did a play, Dominic? What are you talking about, man? No. You can um, you could you could book Melbourne now. The travel bubble's opening. When's it opening, though? Yeah, I don't know if there's much call for me to come and do a play in Melbourne. April. Ah, oh, there's heaps of calls, man. The city needs it. There's a lot of bad art happening here. Yeah, I'll I know, fly over it. to Melbourne to watch your play. All right. Yeah, come. yeah. Just maybe maybe if all of us can come, and our one listener in Melbourne. Yeah, and just do yeah, it'll, it'll be all right. Do you know the one listener from Melbourne is the cop you used to date? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't dating her; I was having sex. It's different. Uh, is that the one that beat you up? Not yeah. in a sexy, fun way, in a like kind of cunt way. Yeah, in a cop way. Yeah, in cop way. still quite erotic. So many cops come into my shop because my shop's across the road from the courthouse, and it's annoying. Is it yeah. hot cops or are they mandatory cops? I don't really find cops hot, so. <laughs> yeah. It's not you know. the uniform, it's the old, it's, it's what's wearing it. You know, it's what's underneath the uniform. Mm. I find. But the uniform's yeah. just too much of a glaring cunt vibe. That Are you a bit less, bit less Stockholm y than Sam Carr? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way those uniform pants will like cleave to a very muscular ass. It's, just, it's in a similar way that they do with like business pants. Like, um, oh, no, nah, man, I hate it when someone, like, like no, I do know what you mean. hot and they're mm. wearing those business pants. Do you not, do you, total, you don't I'm like business it. pants? You're not into it? No. Does it give you patch What about grey Deal breaker for me. What's that? What about grey sweatpants? Oh, no, that's all good. Yeah. Yeah, delicious. Dude. And that can, that can, that can <laughs> mean any number of things, you know, you could have either given up on life, you're an athlete, you're fucking... <laughs> so many options. Yeah, it could mean anything, you know. You don't you don't know until you're fucking six months into the relationship. Very sweet, man. Ooh, enigma, enigma. <laughs> you, is um... he a jogger or is he depressed? Who knows? <laughs> Dom, do you think people are confusing you or mistaking you for an athlete when you wear your grey sweatpants? Oh, hard out people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they get to know you're like, oh, no, he's actually given up. He's given up. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they they should have been able to know that from, like, all the fucking hummus stains on the track pants. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to keep them clean, man. I fucking, um, I had to wear jeans. Oh, I didn't have to wear jeans, but I decided to wear jeans the other night for the first time in a long time, and it was really uncomfortable, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it anymore. Jeans? You don't have to. Yeah. After I think 40. those days are behind me. Yeah. Jeans suck. The problem with track pants is that once they get old, though, they really um, changed vibe from athlete to, um, you know, homeless. Loser. Depression. <laughs> depression. <laughs> depression. Depression. Has anyone seen my depression pants? I could have seen one of them last week. What are you 
We're about to reach Fuck, like those Adidas ones I got, man. They look so flash, and now they just look fucking terrible. This is going to sound so righteous, and do not take this the wrong way, guys, but I have never owned a pair of track pants in my life, and I'm hoping to exit this world without ever having done so. That's that's good, because there's a fine line between running a four-minute mile and sitting in your bedroom stabbing yourself with pens. <laughs> Are those EpiPens? Is that for allergies? I don't know, just any sort of instrument you have near you, I guess, if you're oh, in yeah. You foiled our plans, and me and Todd were gonna buy tracksuits with all the patron money for us all. If they had so, say man, juicy in the back, the and they're like kind of pink and gold, yeah, then sure, absolutely. Juicy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Did anyone listen to Christopher Luxon's uh, speech in Parliament? No, I but I feel like I don't need to after scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got a little excerpt from it. Who is he? Uh, National MP Christopher Luxon. He's the new John Key. Yeah. Cool. Um, this is this is his uh, thing. I believe no religion should dictate to the state, and no politician should use their political platform they have to force their beliefs on others. As MPs, we serve the common cause of all New Zealanders. Not one religion, not one group, and not one interest. Uh, this quote is interesting because Christopher Luxon, <laughs> Christopher Luxon had just voted uh, against the what's the bill safe zones yeah. <clears throat> like safe zones uh, around hospitals abortion. and clinics for yeah. um abortions like from the fucking gross protesters so what up. is that not illegal they um they're making it illegal and he voted against making it illegal choice can mm. there was some bitch on hay road us. like maybe on sunday morning who clearly should have been at church, but instead was on K Road <laughs> wearing like an anti abortion placard, you know, had pointedly come to K Road to do that. And I was kind of like, you have come to antagonize people. Like, you know yeah. exactly where you are. Yeah. And what was worse is like, you know, she had that, you know, when you look at a woman, she looks mystical, she's tired, her hair is gray, mystical. Fluffy, and that way that's sort of not sort of unique to like a tired Mormon wife or maybe like, you know, an Amish handmaiden or something like she had an exclusive brethren look about her. And and she was wearing this placard. And also most depressing for me was she was with her daughter. who was like uh, maybe 12 or something. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. And I was like. That's the worst, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, you will write a memoir about this. You'll look back on it. And maybe HBO will turn it into a really black comedy about growing up in the exclusive <laughs> brethren. But for now, it's just a miserable <laughs> situation and your mom is dragging you to k-road on a sunday morning to vilify people for their life choices that's, yeah that's just so awful man i think i've talked about it on the podcast before but once i was day drinking in a cocktail bar in melbourne city <laughs> and you know how you know how day, day changed day drunk is just wild especially if you're in a city and i came out into the middle of a fucking anti-abortion protest <laughs> and um yeah, I didn't let them march past me quietly, as all will say. But, <laughs> but man, like what they're doing is so violent. Like it just the the reaction it evokes in me is like I just my body fills up with violence, and I want to hurt them. And they're so fucking righteous about it. Mm. Like they think that they're so like that's what I can't get over. Like, there was that guy who ran for Little Toto Electorate for the New Conservatives. And, like, I mean, that's no fucking surprise. But, like, he legit live-streamed himself at an anti-abortion protest, like, while he was a candidate. And I was like, 
the fucking audacity of this like that you think that this is so legit that it's something that you should be doing when you're like yeah i was just like fuck the the paradoxical thing is in gathering in those groups and protesting the way they are they're presenting a really good argument for abortion you know it's the same with um you know the homophobia and the church and, and the misogyny and stuff mm. it's not about that you know what i mean like with the anti-abortion things like i guarantee you those people don't give a fuck about babies or abortion shit it's about do you mm. know what i mean like some yeah. kind of fucking internal fucking trauma pain thing that they're fucking going through that they're just projecting onto of course they don't care about fucking babies because their politics come from the right which is the same mm. politics that is like oh literally you're... harming babies yeah oh, you live in poverty sorry fuck you yeah <laughs> do something about it maybe you shouldn't have a fucking cell phone yeah and especially people like christopher lux and her standing up like fuck off bro he's exactly the sort of person that would be getting his fucking mistress or his daughter or fucking whoever in abortion he's standing up there saying mm. that shit to fucking yeah. pander to those particular type of people oh he's probably got a diy kit under his bed um i'm looking at his photo and yeah no. i guess i guess you don't think he's had a lot of sex <laughs> i guess most people <laughs> most people get to have sex at some point in their lives <laughs> but uh christopher luxon man i don't know <laughs> he has a perfectly shaped egg head which is shaped <laughs> with, like, he's like, oh, i'm gonna look him up how do i spell his last which, name which oh is which is shaved oh, which is shaved bald and like i i don't care if if you're a white man uh and which i am with a with a shaved head which i also am um you just look like a human penis and oh yeah jesus there he is. i i don't know i don't know about penis enthusiasts here but i am and i'm not one but if, if i were i don't imagine i would find a human penis attractive like an actual penis cool well, a penis with a face what about a dog yeah, the last thing i want to say before i put it in my mouth is that it has a tiny face like clearly something <laughs> <laughs> clearly something is horribly wrong you know what i mean <laughs> Your hair's looking amazing, Dan. Thanks. Are you Daniel? Take a minute to appreciate Dan's hair. Put it up. Oh, that fade is so slick. Put it up close to the camera, Dan. I've written like ten titles down from you, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Title machine. It's a title machine. Well, you might just want to go over those with a fine tooth comb. The last thing I want to see before I put it in my mouth. <laughs> he does look like a human dildo or a toddler, like right <laughs> yeah so but not one you'd want to use <clears throat> no no so all the Rather best is a pine cone to be honest <laughs> oh, uh all the best oh. and commiserations to any mistresses of mp christopher luxon oh man that'd be a hard day at the office <sighs> Well, this is hilarious. I'd think a journalistic faux pas, but they've gone and there's this photo here when I've Googled Christopher Luxon of um, Christopher fading into Judith Collins as if to insinuate she's his drag persona or something. Basically, <laughs> just looks like him in a wig. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, Judith. Judith, Judith, Judith. I mean, what she lacks in general competence, she makes up for in comedic value, doesn't she? <laughs> they've they've really um, 
you know, obviously there's some evil people in there, but they really have, um, they're much more clowns now, I guess, than they used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like say what you will about Muldoon, but it, you know, he was a, you know, he was a drunk, but he's a serious fucking person. Like, <laughs> you know, he got shit done and he fucking was kind of quite terrifying. Yeah. Whereas if these mm. fucking pack of morons, like even when John Key was sort of destroying the country, it was still like this fucking like someone's buffoonish uncle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've embraced the malarkey. It yeah. seems. Well, I guess it's that they, they, they don't they don't believe in anything now. Whereas I suppose you know, like Muldoon, um, as much as he's a racist piece of shit, he had beliefs. You know what I mean? What yeah. was really oh, interesting fuck. is I'm someone burning my lentils. Hold on. <laughs> Fuck, there's nothing worse than the smell of burnt lentils. No one, but that's, no one cares about anything. The other side doesn't care either. And it's just a, a, taking positions on things to obtain power and then, fuck, I don't know what they do at that point. Nothing, it seems to me. But, um, but you know, someone the other day like read out, um, they were like, guess who this is? And they read out um, these economic policies of someone. And I was like, I don't know, maybe was it Longy or something? And they were like, it was, it was Muldoon. And they were like... <laughs> Compared to what we got now, you know what I mean? Like, and again, like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, his social policies were fucked. He was a racist, yeah. sexist piece of shit. But some of the things that he's proposing economically would have been like fucking way better than what we got now. Yeah. It's really interesting. We've, um, we've really strayed from the Lord's light. <laughs> <laughs> Politically. Um, yeah. I think it's really important to, um, to clarify how to what to what extent the state or the government is has sort of been taken hostage by the private sector since, oh, since the end of the second world war you know what i mean like my partner's sister has just married this american guy who's rampantly libertarian you know and he just goes on and on and on about being do you, do you have to and, spend lots of time with him no but we went to the wedding in san fran uh, yeah well not recently obviously like Literally, the, the summer just before the first lockdown, we were just coming back from um, the wedding in San Fran, and he has like a little weed farm in Northern California, and he has all these AK-47s, and like we got up for breakfast one morning, and before we'd even had a coffee, he was like, who wants to fire the AK? Like, mm-hmm. like that's the vibe. I know. Not, not, I, I didn't. I didn't fire the AK. Actually, Why not? No one did. I've, I hadn't even had my coffee. The last thing I wanted to do was handle a piece of fucking ordinance yeah i'll tell tell you a funny story about ak-47s yeah um my friend monty was in thailand i was in cambodia and they him and these english guys he'd met up with went out to shoot um ak-47s and then one of them was shooting it and he he lost control and i was like it was like waving around (laughs) in the air and then the guy who was running the shooting range is like little cambodian dude walked up to him grabbed the gun off him slapped him across the face Oh, when I was in Cambodia, oh, people kept on asking me if I wanted to blow up a cow. I'm like, do you want to blow up a cow? It's only a hundred bucks. And you can shoot like a fucking rocket launcher at a cow. And I was like, oh man, I'm fucking vegan. Okay, I would be tempted. I'm so, I know that's so unethical, but I, I would be tempted. Well, you're a fucking meat eater, so you know. Man. I would just want to see it explode. Replace cow with landlord. <laughs> Replace cow look with... Look at the look on Kaya's face. <laughs> and her lentils. Oh, my lentils. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what a fucking cliche, eh? I should have been like, oh, man, something else. <laughs> oh, my fogwa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goose. <laughs> oh, my goose. <laughs> oh, I was talking about that guy, but my 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 partner's, I guess, brother-in-law now, because he's, like, a libertarian. Um, but he's, like, 
when I was like, why do you have so many guns? He says, this is a part of the like libertarian fantasy in their heads. They're like, oh, we, we hold on to guns just in case our government does something that we don't like so we can rise up against them, push back. And I'm just kind of like, that's so infantile. Like, come on, bro. Well, like, It's also tell, it's telling though, because they're like, oh, if we actually get our wish and then we also understand that it's going to turn into feudalism. Because <laughs> that's the... Yeah. That's like what libertarianism will turn into. Um, but that, then this... it's also so misguided as well because they think the big bad is the state. And it's like, you fucking idiots. Like the state ha- has been held hostage by the private sector for almost a century now. You know what I mean? Mm. So there must be interesting, must have been an interesting wedding then. <laughs> the wedding, well, yeah, it was, it was fairly interesting. Lots of Californian characters, um, including some girl who who had just gotten out of prison, but who'd had some sort of epiphany in prison. But she was like, to, to, to my ears and to my eyes, she was just like a valley girl, but then, I don't know, I'm, I'm losing track now. Maybe I shouldn't talk about her, but, um... <laughs> but yes, it was, a, it was a very interesting wedding. And, and California is a really good time. It's actually like the second time we've been there together. I actually thought San Fran was really boring. LA is much more fun. Cool. Comments. <laughs> I've been to the airport in LA. Um, oh, quick, like we're we're short on time here, but I quickly wanted to mention today that um, uh, I had a old friend, not super friendly, but like pass away two days, and the circumstance was pretty shitty. Like, I, so a bit of background: this guy Stephen or Tipanet or Teeps. Bunyan, as he was known, was kind of like the first good rapper in my hometown. And he is a bit older than us, but he was kind of like the first guy I saw rap in person that made me think, oh, like maybe we can, you know, pursue those things. And he'd be up the radio station to Kurimako, like rapping all the time. And everyone really loved him. But he, um, he, uh, so he died in a police chase a couple of days ago. Oh, and man. Yeah, which is really horrible. And that, like the way I've always remembered him was, he was a bit older than us. And in those circles, like older guys would not often be very nice to you. They would, because it was like, you know, the the circles we mixed in were like, you know, violent and kind of gang orientated. And, um, but he was always really kind and gentle with younger guys. Like he was super approachable and would always go out of his way to be kind to. And anyhow, about 18 years ago, he, I don't really know the details of the incident, but he um, killed someone at a party. And the, the talk I've always heard of this incident was that um, there was gang stuff occurring at that party. And this is what the dispute was over. And like super sad that a young man lost his life in that incident. And that when, when I found that out, I was super shocked because Stephen uh, had always seemed so gentle and kind to me. So I don't know what happened now. I don't want to speculate and I'm real sorry for that guy's <laughs> family. But like today, stuff put out a, they posted about Stephen's history with that murder and stuff. And I just saw his family on there, like defending him against these fucking strangers from the internet mm-hmm. who yeah. were saying, saying he fucking deserved to die and good job and just all this horrible stuff. Yeah. And like they weren't posting that in fucking public interest. They were posting it because they knew it would get good engagement and for yep. fucking clicks. And it's just so sad, man. Like so fucking sad watching his family members who are grieving. Like this happened three days ago or something. 
just going through that because a newspaper wants some fucking yeah engagement so fucking sad so um love to steven's family and yeah Fuck stuff i'm sorry that stuff are fucking assholes well at least their days are numbered yeah are they oh well all those all those organizations won't be around in 10 years you know mm. yeah i feel like they have a lifespan or a life expectancy of like um five to seven <laughs> that's very specific <laughs> well, five to seven <laughs> I feel like I can make calls like that. Have you been to many baby showers? Because I have. And all of those guessing games, like what's the age, what's the gender, what day is this little bitch going to be born, how many jelly beans are in this fucking baby bottle, I always win. I've literally never been to a baby shower. Who invites, well, I've been to too many. Who invites you, Sam? People know your stance on babies, right? I know. It's like, hello, antinatalist <laughs> over here. But no, you'll be surprised. I definitely get invited to baby showers. So semi-regularly the last one i was at was in my own home and um i'd made it pretty clear that there was an important ufc on that day and i would be <laughs> I, I would be watching the ufc and a friend of the ex- like the expectant the expectant mother was cool with my stand but a friend a friend of the expectant mother came in making some demands of me that i leave my position in the lounge watching the sweaty men roll on top of each other and um <laughs> I was less than impressed. Man, you don't you don't like the demands we made of you. If there's one thing I know about you, Todd, you don't react yeah. well to demands. Yeah, for some strange reason, I developed this fucking uh, adversarial response to authority. <laughs> some some point. Who knows why? Yeah, it was always terrible when we used to work, do youth work together, and someone would be like, "Can you go and get Todd to do blah blah blah?" And I was like, "Can you be just like lying on a couch?" There's some kids smoking near you. I don't know. Do I have to do it? He's not going to do it anyways. (laughs) Sounds like some bullshit. Um, Where's your your kid, Todd? Who cares? (laughs) I feel like that's an hour. Yeah. Oh, Sam's going to get out of here. Does he? Got a fucking baby shower to go to. I do not have a baby shower to go to. (laughs) Yeah, I better go and fucking email these fucking people. Kai's got um, lentils to tend to. Yeah. De- death, death to fucking landlords is the note yeah. I would like to yeah. go out on. Um, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, in drag, drag. <laughs> them. I feel like another takeaway: don't, don't buy a house. Just live in a dumpster and do something interesting with your life. Honestly, yeah. own property, you, not an aspiration. If you got, uh, a- I also I need a flatmate or a flat. So, on the off chance that one of the twelve <laughs> listeners got a hookup, get me. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be living in Dan's masturbatorium. No one wants that. Be wearing a hazmat suit. Last one. We'll squeeze right. you in. All right. Drag your Ooh. landlord out into the street and beat him to a pulp. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the title, Dan. Goodbye. Goodbye. Toodaloo. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.